0: about the journey and the destination Mm -hmm. it is the journey but if the journey is through the tuscan countryside rather than a wet wednesday afternoon in (laughs) harringay it's very different you know the journey doesn't have to be gray and rainy the The journey can be beautiful and inspiring and it's about getting it's about putting in place recognizing and celebrating the small things because you can't buy confidence off a shelf. I can't give you confidence. I can't say you're the best actor I've ever met in my entire life, because you might feel great for a minute, but when I leave, you'll think, ah, he was just, he didn't mean it. It's more important if you start to fill yourself up with with successes and proof of success. Mm -hmm. So success is an interesting word, you know? It's like most things in, in, in life, but also in acting. People say living in the moment, they say less is more, they say success. What does it mean? And it's very useful. What do you mean by success? What do you mean by, you know, these are the questions I ask my clients. And then what happens is you drill, 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 drill down, drill down until you find out, well, actually, I've got an image of me sitting on uh, sitting on a a deck chair with a script in my hand on uh, on on the beach in L.A. with the sound of the kids in the back in the house while my husband or wife is making dinner for me that's my idea of success and then you can backtrack on that so well how did you get there well I got there by being in this you know this tv series well how did you get that well it was a cock show so how did you you know then I had to learn how to fire a gun I had to learn how to drive a car fast I had to learn so then you start to get tools that that um, and things that that are that that actually are going to get you the job yeah rather than you know I'm an actor and there's so much to do out there I don't know what the hell to where the hell to start yeah i had to learn a scottish accent so you know so it becomes specific
1: hello everyone and welcome to chai with Rye. hi i'm your host Rye, and if you haven't done so make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode if you love this podcast and are listening to this on spotify apple Podcasts, audible or wherever you stream your podcast from if you could do me a kind favor and make sure to rate the podcast on whichever platform you're listening it on. It organically grows the show, connects us with listeners who haven't tuned in before and puts the podcast in top spaces for all the streaming sites. As well, feel free and I encourage you to tag us whilst you listen to this on the TikToks, the Twitters, the Flitters, the Gram, the Pinterests, the WhatsApp groups, the email chains that you're linked to on Monday morning and you're just
0: like,
1: and as I always say, just share the love of the podcast share the love overall share your love share everybody's love share your auntie's love man just share the love but as for now get your cuppers ready and let's dive into today's episode with coach mentor actor and author of a life coaching approach to screen acting and comedian daniel dresner Let's get into it. We're going to start the show with a little bit of a warm-up game. It's called Five Second Rule, which basically I ask you to list three things and you have five seconds to list them. So I'll give you like different categories and you basically have five seconds to do them. So we'll do a trial run and let's just get into it. All right, this is the trial questions. In five seconds, please list three things you do before going to sleep, go.
0: Brush my teeth, watch YouTube on my phone, and yeah. his- okay. oh i am going to be quicker yes sorry yes yes sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is so fine all right that was a trial run anyway that was a trial yeah, run all right list three things in five seconds you have lied about during your acting career of 20 years go
0: um being a professional dancer having knowing how to ride a motorbike and having been in anything before
1: <laughs> you lied about a dance
0: career I've learned about learned about loads of stuff. I lived in Tokyo for quite a while. Yes, and which every time ask they that. said, every time they said, uh, "Can you do this?" I go, "Sure, of course I can," because there were so few foreigners that uh. Uh, that you could get away with it. You know, they just yeah. So everything the 800 cc motorbike. I got there. Can you ride a motorbike? And sure. uh, I said, "Sure, of course I can." Got there, 800 cc motorbike, which I've never in my life, but I only had to drive ride it. Five meters. It was on this TV variety show called Got it. So I sh- thank God I just, you know, just did that. Anyway, next. All right. I'm,
1: I'm looking forward to hearing I'm more pumped, about it. I'm hyped. <laughs>
0: I've been drinking too much chai In
1: five seconds, list three songs. You did Macbeth, by the way. So the I original I Macbeth.
0: Huh? Oh, I did do Macbeth. I did. Of
1: course. It's only a spotlight. I can yes. literally put it. Up. Okay, you did Macbeth. So in five seconds, please list three original songs or sayings Shakespeare would say to a cashier at Asda whilst checking out. Ready? Go.
0: All's well that ends well, Um, Pound of Flesh and Measure for Measure.
1: Okay, (laughs) that was good. That was really good. All right. Last two. List three ways of saying I am hungry other than saying I'm hungry. Go
0: my belly's aching. oh god, oh, god give me some of it.
1: <laughs> that was really good all right last one um list three other famous daniels other than yourself go
0: day lewis craig
1: and devito oh what, what? that was the quickest one that was the quickest
0: one what you know, i already i've already got half of it because it's the name so yes, I already know how, yeah
1: that is true. Well done. That now you can relax. You can. Oh, thank <laughs> God for that. <laughs> but um, we already discussed in regards to the plumbing problems that you're going through. But how was your week? How was <laughs> everything else? What did you have for breakfast? How are the girls? How's the missus?
0: Okay, so the week has been majorly busy. I'm, I'm a busy kind of guy. Generally, I know a lot of people don't like the word busy, but I don't mind it. Um, I've been teaching. I've been coaching. I've done a self tape. Um, uh, all sorts of stuff for breakfast i have muesli and a piece of toast with some low uh, the salt free mar, uh, marmite and or low salt marmite and the, i've got a boy and a girl they are fantastic if annoying they're 11 and 10 so anyone who's got an 11 and a 10 year old will know i hope they don't listen to this <laughs> <laughs> well, why would my 11 and 10 year old be listening to chai with rye that's my uh, big question
1: It's because I'll send it to them. Oh, cruel man. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining me. And this entire week I have been reading good old and been like making notes, highlighting, doing everything the most. I will say I haven't finished it. I'm on chapter three, Emotions, right now. I didn't write
0: that chapter. Don't worry about it. My grandma wrote that chapter.
1: Oh, OK. And I still have some exercises to do, especially the one where it says, take any feature of your life which you feel blocked and write on a piece of paper. So <laughs> I'm, going be, I'm going to be highlighting and doing some of those exercises. But okay. I want to discuss how this book came to be, firstly, oh. and talk me through the process of writing, drafts, who edited it and publishing it, even though you do that lovely in the introduction of it and you give awesome. credits to people. So there's a the
0: story. As yeah. there is with everything else especially in this business so I was um it goes back I was at the Actors center and there was a book launch going on there and there was free wine and stuff like that so I sneaked my way down in and pretended I was looking at the books and there was a guy from the Bloomsbury Methodist stand there and chit chat chit chat and I said oh I've got a book in me and he goes oh uh Okay, yeah. Okay, here's my card. I'm the, he's, he was the publisher at Bloomsbury. He was like, okay, took his card. Six months later, I was talking to my life coach, um, and uh, we were talking about my life, where we're going to go, you know, what's it going to look like. And I said, you know, I, it's difficult as an actor uh, and as a coach sometimes to think what you, you know, what your target is because it's very often based on other people's uh, say so sometimes. So I said to her, I see myself going up on a jumbo jet, going up, turning left to first class to, to go to abroad, to be talking about something that I'm an expert in for a lot of money. And she said, well, what would that be? And I said, well, I'm currently like uh, I'm currently teaching screen acting and I'm also life coaching. So probably a combination. So she said, well, how are you going to get that? gig I said well you need credibility so she said, how are you going to get credibility and I said probably write a book and then she and then I thought I just met that publisher so I got in touch with him and I said you know what? and he said okay write the book so um, I wrote 132 pages of Stanislavski wrote these great books and it was all set, you know, it was like I came into the studio today and back said to me, What's you know, and it was all like a done like a story and it was very, it was very it draws you in but it's all got good meaning behind it. So I thought, I'm going to write it like this. And I had these characters that I I drew drew upon from people in my class. And, you know, I came into class this morning and, you know, basically stealing- Wait,
1: does that mean it was fiction and it wasn't-
0: No, it was going to be fiction. It was going to be fiction, but it was a theory book. But it was going to be, you know, these actors talking to each other about stuff and me coming in with the answer. Got it. Um, So I wrote 132 pages, went to meet the guy from Bloomsbury and he said, I don't want this. And he said, this is not, this is not how we do it. So he gave me a proposal on how to do it. And it was like, oh my God, it was like a proper thing. You know, what are the titles of the chapters? What is the point of each chapter? What exercises have you got? And it's like, oh no. So, um, so then I started to do it. And then I had to go in for some elective surgery.
1: Mm. And
0: my coach again said, you know, I said, oh, I've got a week, you know, they said, I can't do anything for a week, well, you know, I've, I've got a list of stuff, and she said, what's the one thing that you would like to, to do that would move everything else forward, and I said, get the proposal of that book done, got it, so that's what I did in that week, and I broke the back of it, and put it up on post-it notes, moved the post-it notes around, and um, fast forward a year, and I had, a, or less than a year, I had a book launch at the Actor Centre again, with 100 people came, which was lovely, and sold over a thousand copies a few years later and it's it's you know it's credibility that i wanted Mm -hmm. i'm going to falmouth to do a class it's not quite jumbo jet material but it's a start
1: have you been to hay on wire the book festival that happens there
0: i haven't it always reminds me of a midsummer murders episode though
1: it's it's such a good town we went there and it touches well on the border of Wales. so beautiful i would say if you can like literally get in there get your Get the mythin people. Mythin? Mythin?
0: Mythin. Methane. <laughs> Bloomsbury, Meth- Bloomsbury. the ones who did um, Harry Potter.
1: Yes, get them in. Get them in yeah. to go there. It really is a beautiful town. And they do that book festival once a year. And I think, yeah, you'd be grand at
0: yeah, it. Bloomsbury, Methane definitely have a stand there, definitely.
1: But how was it publishing the book and knowing what you know now, <laughs> would you have gone through it? And how long did it take till the actualization of it?
0: Um, It probably took moment to beginning to end I don't know maybe a year or so and publishing it there was in different stages you know because because you don't know what you're doing when you do something new like this and you're reliant on other people and I expected I expected you know all this connection with the editor and the publisher and you know all this sort of stuff but basically you're left to it yourself so um and then I got right to the end of having done it and it's fascinating. They sent it out for peer review. So you've got, oh. I think I had five people or something read it. And the first one was like, I can't wait for this to be published. It's exactly what I'm looking for. And then it went on a gradient up to who the hell does this guy think he is with <laughs> all pseudoscience? And I was like livid, and I'm thinking, right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna object to all of yeah, the whole list of stuff because that's what peer review does. And I said, and I said, said to my wife, who's a professor at university, right? He's written a lot of stuff. She said, No, no, he's. You're going to get more from his feedback than you are from all the others. Yes. So I calmed down, and I went through it, and I responded, and I changed. Lot that was very interesting. I changed lots of little bits about it, and it just tightened it up, and. Um, yeah, and as I say, the launch was good. I had to, had, because uh, 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 I coach actors and comedians and writers and singers, I had I had a launch party at the Actors Centre, and then, so I got my clients to you know play songs, do a stand-up routine, do, do some scenes, and you know I I did a, a talk myself. And my, my kids, I think there were seven and eight, and my oh, son said, "Can I tell some jokes, Daddy?" <laughs> and he came up and did some jokes, and my daughter said, you know, who was very shy, said, "Can I sing a song in French?" Oh wow! So it was it was it was a it was a festival. Amazing, it was amazing launch.
1: Would you, because you've launched the Acting Coach International and you've done so many things by yourself, would you have done it as a free, like a self-published book, do you think? Or not That's a good
0: question. I don't think so, because I think generally in life, particularly me, accountability helps. Got it. That having somebody there, you know, you've got a deadline, you've said to someone, I'm going to get it done by Thursday. You know, you're much more likely to, well, I'm much more likely to get it done. So um, I, self-publishing, I might have thought, mm, I'll sell ten copies. But if it's with Bloomsbury, it's got s- such a, a methion, it's got such a high-profile company, and and I went to you know Bedford Square to their offices, and you know I had a had a cup of tea with with them, and and then after it was launched, I went into a, a lunchtime talk for them for all mm-hmm. their staff on on attitude and and stuff. Wow. So so it just it just became it was something bigger than just me. You know, I I hadn't
1: always wanted to write a book. It was a means to an end. Got it. Well, we're going to talk about now your beautiful, rich career. And my first question, which I always like to ask people, is what made you go into the arts industry and knowing the plethora of experience that you have now, which is over 20 years, would you do it again? And what is one thing somebody you something you wish somebody would have told you at like the beginning
0: um, I don't think I needed anyone to tell me anything at the beginning because I didn't have a big dream of going into the arts. I absolutely fell into it. I was living in Tokyo, um, which is a long story. I was in business before that. Uh, I, I, was, I had an exec job, bought a backpack, grew my hair long, got a beard. Didn't realise I had red hair until I had a, a beard. I didn't realise I had curly hair in, until it grew. I'm
1: I've seen your videos and they're very short black hair. Because, yeah. I mean, you've dyed it?
0: No. Oh, this? No, this is. No, no, this no.
1: no. The early videos, which I'm going to pull up in a bit. But no, yeah. I've, I've never
0: been. dyed. I've never dyed a hair. I've never dyed my hair. Oh, Ever. so you ha-
1: got it. So red it was and then it was. It went- was a
0: red beard. I had a red beard. From- um, I didn't even realise. That's fascinating. Yeah. All right. So so I was in Tokyo and I had a friend who's a jazz singer and uh, they were opening this new members club in Tokyo, which was like Hearts Club. And it's very posh, and, but they were opening and they wanted to American manager. And he said we were going to have a party because I, I had organized some parties in London in, you know, the second summer of love kind of thing. And um, and uh, and we. Um, they said we want a jazz band and she said another problem you know she'll get that together what we really want is a stand-up comedian do you know any and she pointed at me and I had to this stage had never been on stage in my life apart from the second Lord in Cymbeline at school Um, and all I did was giggle so I said yeah I do that so three months later I was on stage written an hour-long stand-up routine about life in Tokyo and I thought, because I didn't know the industry at all, I thought an hour is not long enough. Oh, my God, you know, it should be an hour and a half, shouldn't it? I didn't realize I could have done 10 minutes, but, you know, I didn't know. So I got paid $800 for the night. So wow. I was, all, all, I was all, you know, and people, I was getting bookings and, and all sorts of stuff. And it, it kind of went from there. And then I, I sort of was thinking, what do I want to do with my life? I didn't come to Tokyo to work in a restaurant and teach English. You know, but I really enjoyed doing that. So I asked everybody I knew what they did or everybody I met what they did and what their friends did. And somebody said, a friend of mine is directing plays in English for Japanese people and teaching drama in English Uh, for Japanese people. You could do that. So I met this person, copied her CV, uh, changed Cleopatra to Anthony, (laughs) you know, told tell the people that I was uh, that I'd studied in Australia, even though I hadn't studied anywhere. And nobody ever found out. So, um, so that was a good sign that nobody ever found out. I thought, you know, I believe you've got, we all have transferable skills in life. And I think that if you don't think too long about something, and think Mm. of the reasons why not, and just, and what have you got to lose? Very true. Then Just do it. So wait, what was the
1: period from that when you went to Lee Strasberg?
0: So I worked for this. I, I then directed, I think, three or four plays at a 2000, feet, 2000 seat theater in Tokyo wow. and started up a, a theater group for housewives who, uh, called the Young Ladies Theater Group, um, who ended up still going now and they toured Boston a few years ago. Um, and started doing commercials I did a commercial these are all stories which which I've got as well as a commercial got into a play and so I thought I really want to do this and I asked the producer of the plays um, you know what, what should I do and actually if you backtrack, I met I was working this funky cafe and Danny Glover the famous actor came in and uh who's that at, tiny little actor tiny, yeah tiny, exactly yeah. he came in and I and I said you know I want to go and study well where did you study and he said he said, "But well, I studied at the San Francisco Conservatory, but um, I've never seen him since. He doesn't know how much he helped me. He said, but, but it doesn't matter where you go, it's what you take from the place. Okay, so then I met the, the producer of the plays I was doing was friending this woman, Anna Strasberg, who I'd never heard of, um, who was running the Lee Strasberg Theater Institute in New York, which I'd never heard of. So I went to meet Anna's sister. Victoria Crane, who I'm now, you know, friendly with as well, very nice lady, went to meet her at the Lee Strasbourg. Had a chat after about probably two minutes, she said, Well, basically you're in. So <laughs> let's, have, let's let's have a chat about stuff. So uh, so that was that. Then I went, wrote a check.
1: That was wait, so you didn't have to audition or anything. It was uh, like...
0: in those days, all you needed to do was have a checkbook.
1: Um uh, how the times have changed.
0: Yeah, but the thing was. It's like you could go for three months or a year or whatever. Lots of people did go for three months and then they would leave. You know, it's like natural selection in a way.
1: Got it. Got it. So my question to you is this, which I often find is sometimes polarizing. First part of that question was, how was your experience at Lee Strasberg? And what did you learn from it that you continuously put implement now into your practice, be it as an actor or a provider, let's say, of a life, because you do life coaching okay. and directing. And the second question, which I sometimes yeah. found interesting is, basically, do actors or performers need a foundation or a basis of understanding of practitioner work or okay. do they need to go to a drama school or
0: institution? Okay so I'm going to take them very much as separate issues because one of the first the first question is about me and the second question is is more general than that. I found it I thought I was going to go to Lee Strasberg and it was going to be like fame with everyone standing on the billiard table <laughs> their snooker table with their with their leotards and, and leggings on.
1: Musicians everywhere. <laughs>
0: And I, and I was very pleased to, learn, to see that it wasn't. I thought they were going to be like, you know, Bollywood dancing, and, you know, stuff like that, you know yeah. what I mean? The same stuff that you teach. But it was none of that. And what I learned, what, what, one of the main things for me was, was to devote myself to doing it because I arrived and thought I'm so far behind the curve. You know, I'd never really read a play. I'd read a few plays, you know, from my A-levels. I never really read a play before you know why would I have um, so it, I, I felt I had to catch up a lot so I I stopped listening to music because I can't listen to music and read plays at the same time because I want to focus and with reading the play I feel you know you, I'm, I'm still very much like that now you know I, I read tons of scripts now all the time to help my clients and also for myself and you've got to be able to feel your way because it saves so much time and you nurture your intuition and stuff like that so, so I just devoted myself to that. And I was going to get a job. And my flatmate in New York, I had this lovely place. And he said, um, he was the manager of a restaurant in the West Village. And he, uh, and I said, can you get me a job as a waiter? And he said, he said you've got savings, haven't you? I said, yeah. He said, what, what are they for? Um, and I said, for a rainy day. And he said, it's raining. And that was one of the best things that anyone has ever said to me so i devoted i didn't do anything apart from for the first year just study and um and th- there was another part of the first part <laughs> of your question but i can move on probably to the rest because i, I think that it depends the-, the thing about going to drama school it's got pros and cons the cons are that you don't get enough of anything really you get a lot of things but you don't, you know, I, I taught at one particular school and um, they had one screen acting class a week for like two and a half hours or something. And you're not, it's not enough. Yeah. So, yep. But they also had radio, they had, you know, they had, you know, all sorts of stuff. I and mean, it's all good stuff. Yep. But it's just not enough. So also, also, it depends on the teachers you've got, because a lot of teachers have some kind of guru status, especially if people, you know, come to a school and they want, they want so hard to get somewhere and the gatekeepers are, you know, the teachers that are there. Mm-hmm. So they they, they they give up so much of their power and self-respect to, to people who they don't know and to people who don't necessarily earn the individual respect, but have earned the respect over a course of a, number of, uh, a long time. So it can be hit and miss. And if you're not mature enough, whether you're young or old, mature enough, you can get um, you can get very much sucked into something that's not healthy for you. And when you leave, you can think that you really know it all and you don't really know enough. Or you think that you know you, you feel really unstable because you haven't had enough of a grounding, or you really miss that father or mother figure that you had in class. Mm-hmm. So so that so there's that but but the plus side there's some plus sides. One of the main plus sides is they have showcases at the end where you meet agents and casting directors and you know that's a big thing. If it's if, if your relationship with those agents and casting and directors is managed properly, then that's a, a good thing. Lots of people leave drama school, get an agent, um, get one job and then nothing because mm-hmm. there's the whole personal life coaching side of it that, that people don't pay enough attention to. You know, you get a job and you believe you're fantastic, but it just happened, you just happen to look right for that part. So when you go along for the next part that you're not fantastic in, it starts to eat away at you unless you've built yourself up to be a solid human being
2: mm-hmm. or
0: as much as possible. So if you've got loads of money and loads of time and are thinking what to do with a couple of years or so, then why not? If you, if you don't have any money, um, there, there might be other ways because you you're going to have to work. There might be other and you can't devote all of your time to it, but it, makes, it can make you more determined. And you can't waste time and you can't just go to the pub with everybody after school because you've got, you know, you've got to go home and look after, you know, whatever it is you're doing. You know, you've got to earn money or look after your kid or or whatever it is. So it very much, again, depends on the individual.
1: Yeah, I always find it that is it drama school versus like workshops? And yeah, the second part of my question was, do you, should you as an actor have a foundation of Either Grotowski, Meisner, Lise, like anything like that or not really?
0: Well, you know, I think it, it it's up to you again. If lots of people in life feel that it gets in the way, you know, if you're in business and you have got an MBA and everybody in your division has got an MBA, then you might, you know, feel insecure that you don't have an MBA, but actually you might be as good as the rest of them. And it's the same, you know, I didn't go to RADA. Well, you know, th- so what if you're if you're intrinsically, naturally a better, you know, more more connected with you, with who you are as a person, mm-hmm. and you've got life skills, and if you're going to play this type of guy, then you can, you know, you, you really relate to it, or that person you, you can relate to that as well. Whereas if you went to Rada and um uh, or or anywhere, and have not really seen much of life, but you but you know how to you know you know how to exercise your instrument, yes, um, then then you you aren't necessarily as employable now it depends again on the on the on the on the agents the casting directors the directors the producers whether they whether they need that qualification on the piece of paper or not and if you're in a rush and you've got a thousand people to sift through then it's easier to get the people who people who've been to drama school have got some sort of grounding but for me, if, I, if, I'm doing a, if I'm going to direct a film based on a council estate and the person actually grew up in a council estate, you know, it's like this, the Mike Lee and Ken Loach approach,
2: mm-hmm.
0: or particularly Ken Loach, actually, um, who I auditioned for once. And you know, he doesn't have a camera. He just sits there and he talks to you about your life because he's looking to see if you really get what it's like to be that person. Got it. And there is an assumption when you go to auditions, if you get that far, that you know how to act in any case it's mm. just whether you can relate to the text that you, you're, you're uh, representing or... Got it.
1: in your book and in a video on youtube which is on your channel you talk about coaching and how you no longer call yourself an actor though you do acting projects you say i have done enough work as much as i want to yes <laughs> but i want to ask the following questions how did coaching happen? How has your style changed from, like, let's say your first client to now? And did you know that you would work with actors in that capacity when you did you did a life coaching course, if I'm correct in saying yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. Both
0: you, yeah. Um, there's no, you know, when I started the courses, I didn't know if I should probably do the again. It's a story, right? It's
1: okay. It's, I, hey, I'm going to ask multiple questions because of time. And okay. you, tell, you tell all right. So, me.
0: I, So, I was living in Kings Cross and there were development was just about to take place. with uh, a little flat there and they had billion, two billion pounds to spend on this thing and all these buildings. Oh, this is the gone.
1: gas cylinder section. Yeah, air. exactly. Oh, oh I there love that. Set.
0: And um, so I, I thought, I'm going to miss my, uh, I'm going to miss the boat here. There's an opportunity here to set up a business. And I was thinking of this cultural art center, you know, blah, blah. And I knew all that. I knew the people. You know, I met the people who who were building it because they did. it. They came to see a play I was in. Um, I knew all the police from the area. I knew the councillors because I was involved very much in that area, etc. I went away to Costa Rica to stay with my friend, my wife, for a Christmas New Year. And for four, I've known this guy a long time. He's from Queens in America, and he's a big time businessman there. Very interesting. Uh, we'll talk about that when it's not been recorded. Um, and um, he. Um, for four hours I was talking to him about I was at his wedding, we were talking about his you know, his, you know, about his marriage crumbling and and after four days said, Look, um, I've got this idea for a for a business venture. And after about two minutes, he said, You don't, don't want to do that, you want to be a life coach. And I'd never heard of a life coach. And I looked at my wife and it sounded right. So I just did some research and then I thought, you know, did some research on where I could study it. Um, because I don't, you know, I'm I think you can be a good life coach if you don't study it, but I think it really helps for the grounding of it if you've got some basic rules. So anyway, so fast forward, came back to the UK. I was teaching at acting at the uh, Actor's Centre, and um, people would come up to me before and say, do you do anything else? I really like what you do. I said, no, I'm just an actor, really. So then I got back on the 4th of January, on the 6th of January, I did a class, and a girl came up to me and said, do you do anything else? I really like what you do. I said, yeah, I'm a coach. She said, how much do you charge? So I said, X. She said, I said, but for you, because I know you, I'll charge you. Why? She said, Thank you so much. So within two days of being back at my first client, then again, looking for a place to go to, to study. I did some work with somebody Said, don't oh, just go here. And it turned out it was this really, really good, well-established coaching uh, school. Called, it's called CTI. It used to be Coaches Training Institute. Now it's Coactive Training Institute. And, um, and then I studied there and I, you know, the thing, and then I got a certificate with them. And, 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 and as you go, as I went through and I picked up clients as I went from various places, and, I, and it just made sense because I was around actors and I was saying I was a coach, that that became my niche. And, and it is my niche and it built from there, really. But I do, but I do have clients who do other things.
1: My question now is in regards to your clients. I very much feel like I think I had a conversation with you in regards to coaching and mentorship and I don't know if you feel like this I feel like it's a very much of a connection thing of the person that you choose for something very specific so I'm intrigued to know if that is also the case for you in how yeah. you establish that well and what
0: also- I, yeah what I do is sorry just jump in what I do is um I have a one-off Sample session with people so yep. they don't have to sign up for something. And, and my view, my genuine view is um, if you if you if you want to work with me and, and I want to work with you, then that's then we'll, we'll talk about at the end of the first session, you'll see how the coaching works and then we can talk about how to do it moving forward. Um, rather than you have to sign up for six or seven something and then and then pay you you're stu- and you're stuck.
1: Is there something I'm trying to only understand this because I I think through dance and movement there's a simple thing like gurus and mentors, and I always ask people who I've had on the show, is there something that you look for, or it's 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 varied. There's nothing really that you look for, and. I also have been recently, as yes, everybody does, you read into self-help books. And I think this is a bit of a blasé question, but how does your style differ from like, let's say I've recently got into like Lewis Howe's The School of Greatness or like Ian Low or you know, the Jay Shettys or anything like that?
0: Yeah. Well, I have no idea, really, to be honest. All I know is who I am and that translates to everything. That goes t- back to the question about acting techniques and all the rest of it is, you know, you, you, I didn't answer the question about whether you need a, a grounding in method or or something, mm-hmm. you know, you need something to start with, and then you make it your own. Got and it. then you take bits of everything. And, you know, I studied method 20 something years ago, and I, I met the methods moved on since then. So, so anybody I... who says, you need to do it this way, because this is the only way, or I am the best person to teach you, is yeah. not doing you a service, because we make things our own. So in terms of the coaching what do I, you know I genuinely believe that it's not up to me to tell you that you can't act and it's not up to me which you can by the way but I just want to say it's no, not it's... it's your dancing I, no. um, <laughs> I agree it's your sense of humor that sucks it, it and your chai making um which is a shame really, because you've got this podcast called just everything
1: Life. I know right yeah.
0: You have to go somewhere apart from Aldi, I'm telling you. <laughs> but that's <laughs> uh, my
1: local place. I have to go there.
0: <laughs> See, I completely took my... But it, it, <laughs> I, I think that, that you, you, people say you can't teach somebody to act. Well, you know, who's to say that? You know, who knows everybody? You know, I've not met everybody in the world. So how can I say nobody in the world can, can be rubbish and then be really good? yeah i think that really you can unlock and i think that this is why this is one of my strengths says he blowing his trumpet is that i can have a room full of people and i had classes i've had multiple classes this week and be able to talk individually to each of those people and to get the best from each of those people who've got different experiences and different backgrounds Mm -hmm. and i think that that's why uh and and you talk about gurus you know, it isn't about me or the teacher. Um, I have got an ego, clearly. And, and I do like to be good at things. And I do like it that people think I'm good at things. But it's the difference between Jonathan Ross and... Uh, what's, what's the Irish guy? The Edward... No, not Edward Norton. Ellen Carr? Uh, no, Graham Norton. Graham, oh, Graham Norton. Norton. It's the difference between Jonathan Ross and Graham Norton. Jonathan Ross talks about himself the whole time. And it's all about him. <laughs> Graham Norton always gets the best from his uh, interviewees or his guests, always. And it's always fun. It's always engaging. And they all have a great time. Jonathan Ross gets buddy-buddy with some of them. And it's all about his jokes and stuff. So so I prefer to be the Graham Norton style, which is it's not all about me, but I get paid well because you enjoy being there. And get but, something from it.
1: Um, just a random question, which is a simple yes or no. And unless you want to tell a story, is the <laughs> is the space in that realm competitive? And do you look to each other for like information and exchange of information
0: in in the coaching world?
1: Yes, sorry.
0: yeah, um, yeah. You know, you, you know, none of us are. You know, it's like the doors line of the, an actor out alone. You know, we none of us have to be alone. Got it. You know, and as actors, you, you don't have to be by yourself. There's community mm-hmm. ways of working. Communities. Some people find it more difficult to be in a community. You know, you know, for various reasons. But it's the same with coaching. I have a from my course ten years ago. I'm still in touch with a lady in Oakland, California, who once a month we we have a, a, a Zoom chat for half an hour about stuff and we really help each other we're honest with each other and um, we, you know she she've moved up together and, and i i don't you know there's no competition because there's so much and you can't compete for a client because the, the client will either want you or they won't want you or they want mm-hmm. someone else you can't sell coaching really you know i can sell my classes to people and i do sell my classes a lot so go to www.actorscoachinginternational.com or DanielDresner.com. so you i don't mind selling that as a but you can't sell coaching to someone because if they don't need it or don't want it you're starting at a very shake on a very shaky premise mm-hmm. because they're not going to commit to it and if you're asking people to pay for something which is why i ask i always i don't give generally unless unless it's students or or someone um or uh, i don't give free sessions Mm -hmm. um because i need you to show up and if you're not committed you're not going to pay and then you're not going to show up so yeah there's i don't know my competition i don't really see it in that way
1: got it and i don't
0: have time to to coach more than you know x 20 people on my books or whatever at a time in any case
1: all right, let's move on to some of the organizations that you were formerly part of, founder Ooh. things of. So, Player Playwrights, actor yes. Screen Collective, Spoken Word Limited. Yes. One thing that you learned and you do not miss.
0: I learned on um, Player Playwrights, I learned how to read a script without looking at it.
1: Oh. Just,
0: just referring to it. If it's well written, you don't, you know, you just see it and you're off.
1: Fab. And one uh, thing actor, you don't
0: miss. Actors Screen Collective, I learned how to make... 16 short films in a year and how to cooperate in a collective of other actors and get, you know, to to move myself on. And I learned a lot because we worked with a Harley Street psychotherapist as well. And this um, industry, luminary Michael Ferguson, directed and exec produced 1500 episodes of The Bill. So we worked with them and I learned shed loads of stuff. Lots and lots. So I got lots from there. And spoken word, I learned how to, to do international negotiations training with um, with high executive uh, oil te- uh, Tycoons? Oil ex- yeah, oil execs.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> oil tycoons? Please. So I go to
0: Oslo uh, for a week and get paid loads of money to sit in and... Mediate. Mediate,
1: yeah. And one thing you do not miss about all three of them.
0: I don't miss the uh, not being paid for the first two. <laughs> and and, and no. I don't miss that slight bit of having to be nice to people that you don't really want to be nice. I liked pretty much all of them all of the time., yep. but Some of them I didn't like and I you know the bosses some of the bosses I had to suck up to because I was working for someone else and I, and I didn't really like that.
1: Well, let's talk about and move on to the Facebook group your facebook group that you created yes
0: that we met at
1: that's how we met at and i think you did something really generous which wasn't happening that during the pandemic we should talk about it and how that came to be and how that now has gone into acting coach international which you can go on to and
0: actors coaching actors
1: because it's not
0: about acting it's about actors as a person apologies
1: apologies Apologies.
0: quite all right you're forgiven um (laughs) Right, that was again. That was an interesting time—the beginning of the pandemic lockdown. I had like a dozen people on this Facebook group I had, and um, I just said, you know, and, and a few others, you know, let's do. I'd never done Zoom before, but let's let's do this thing called Zoom and see if there's anything we can do to keep things moving, and etc. Nobody knew where any of it was going. So somebody at the end of it said, well, "Why don't you teach the classes that you teach at the Actors Center? Why don't you teach it online?" okay so I did the 40 minute zoom free thing until it ran out and you know and then you had to you know so I bought the yep. zoom yep. P- p- package um and it just grew from uh, say 20 actors and it's now well over 1200 oh because people people were sitting there and, and, and I just wanted to I'm a big believer in life that if you do what if you do the right thing and you do it what you want to do money comes and I don't chase money um So, I did lots of stuff. Lots of I, I got my file of facts out, um, or the scheduler, whatever you might call it, and I went through and I picked because I didn't want to just be the only person teaching because that would be exhausting. Yeah, so I got yeah. friends to come in. I got friends of friends, and friends of friends of friends, and I met casting
1: directors to come in. You got Ben Cogan. Well, I got yeah. Ben
0: Cogan to come in because I followed him on Twitter. Never done anything, and then. He was, you know, my wife has had her 50th birthday and we bought all, all of this wine, you know, from France with 80 bottles of wine sitting there, ready to go. And because of the pandemic, we had to cancel it. So there was this tweet from him saying, I've got this 50 year old port that I'm now going through. And I tweet, tweeted back to say, I've got 80 bottles of red wine to drink. <laughs> and he made tweet, he said, there's, yeah, it's really Moorish red wine. And I said, there's no ish about it. Did you so finish then, all the bottles? So, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, not, not in the same city, but definitely. And then and then I sort of, there was something else. Football would be in backs and forwards. And my contact said, look, I've got this thing going on. And so my friends, they were getting, I didn't know how much to charge people. So somebody said to me, there was this package called Kofi, K-O-F, coffee. And, you know, it comes in multiples of three pounds. So you can donate three pounds. So So I wanted to give money to the tutors as well because they were also, and especially they were giving their time, so I would give, you know, a, you know, half pretty much. I, mean, yeah, I had no idea what to do. So half, you can have a pound 50, I'll have a pound 50. Because I put loads of work in seven days a week, you, um, you know, thinking of doing schedule. I still do it now. You know, Dan, Daniel Dresner, coaching actors on Facebook. Um, I still have classes through that now. So it just grew. And then so Ben Cogan, he came in and, and he had to become more professional because, you, know, he, he, you know, I didn't know him, so he wasn't doing me any favors. So, so I had to think, you know, I had to charge people but I had to charge people something reasonable and, and people, you know, build it and they will come. And, and I, you know, I charge it and people paid. So, it's like, oh, OK. So then every two months I would do another session for Ben and another, working with a casting director. And, and as you might tell, I'm kind of personal. And it's not about, you know, I'm at the front of the room and you listen to what I say. It's about let's have a good time mm-hmm. while we're doing it and keep learning, have something. To and I had like a 50 probably regular people who were doing classes all day and every day. It, it was magnificent and it, it still is. And I've got this whole, you know, I was at the Actors Centre the other day. They, they repurposed the um, Seven Bows Playhouse. Basically, they've, they've taken the building from the Actors Centre and made it, you know, free of charge for them into a theatre. Hello. Oh, wow. um, and we were at a big protest, uh not a protest, a discussion meeting with them last this week. And there was a load of people in there who I knew.
1: I thought the actor uh, center shut down. I'm so sorry. I thought yeah. Actors Temple and Actor Center shut
0: down. Yeah, yeah. This this is, you know, this is something to look into. Go to actor at the center.com to find out a bit more about the actors center because we're trying to get it back again, to be okay. honest, to repurpose it back to it's supposed to be a place for the center for actors to to get together professionally develop and grow and and the gym network.
1: i think it's just like a gym for us. yeah and now they've made
0: it into something else very very wrongly uh, but it's you know it, it, it and then what happened out of that to move you know moving it forward my agent said because he did a talk for for us and there was like 50 people there and he said talk for he said i want to talk to you about something so, okay I have a relationship with my agent, you know, which we should all do, we're, you know, friendly, I don't, I, you know, I'm not sort of, you know, I'm not sort of a, a looking up to him like this, you know, <laughs> I, we're equals, you yeah. know, we're definitely equals. So he said, I want to start an acting school, you know, do you want to do it with me? And long and short of it was six months later or so, we opened Actors, uh, ActorsCoachingInternational.com. Um, <laughs> and now we're, we're, we're running online and in-person acting classes, in-person in London, but we're, you know, we're planning to do other places, we've got clients you know, student, uh, actors from LA doing classes. We had uh, Caitlin Joseph from Suzanne Smith did a talk for us last night, which was free to, to, to all our actors. And we do bits of coaching as part of the deal. And you know, it's just grown into this thing and I do the classes I used to do at the Actor's Centre. I do them now through this. Through this, So I'm not beholden to somebody to book me.
1: I think what's, um, hopefully you won't mind saying, saying this, but I think what was really kind and what really attracted me was the generosity of the fact that you put it together. I don't know if you've heard that from a lot of people, that since mm-hmm. people were cancelled in terms of their their financial aspects of life, you gave them a space to be able to still feel something for their craft like the classes was often I think if you couldn't pay you would have a conversation with us that or the cheapest was like five pounds or you know things like that I think you made it you were very generous and People I think came for free yeah, yeah.
0: and then too, obviously the tutors were generous as well but but it also you know on, on a more of a selfish side you know it kept me busy Mm. You, know, you know, it gave me purpose and it gave me something to do. And so what I want to do is I want to give that purpose, a sense of purpose to other people. You know, I, I believe that we're mirrors, really, you know, right? you know people who generally are nice if, to me if I'm nice to them, or eventually, or I'm nice to them, I like people who like me. You know, and I'm less likely to like pe- to, to like people who don't like. Me. And I think that during that time, I wasn't down the food bank. I wasn't, you know, with PPE somewhere. My my best friend's an ambulance man. I wasn't doing any of that. Mm. So I was doing what I could do. And and because it is about people like you, you know, you know, fun, nice people, and you know, it's fun. It's not work. It is. You know, it's 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 hanging out and getting something extra from it.
1: Agreed, agreed. And you still do that thing on Fridays where you share your, comp. is it Friday or Saturday? Yeah,
0: Saturday, celebrate Saturdays. Saturdays. So on Saturdays, people, you know, they, they say, I've done this and I've done that. Everyone's saying, oh, well done, great.
1: Yeah. And it's they're really-
0: genuine.
1: First question is on success on page 31. Let me just get to page 31. You discussed this, which I related to success. You must continue to go classes, learn skills, read scripts, practice vocal and camera technique, maintain a healthy body, audition, learn a role, finish the job, and celebrate at the rap process. You should quit now. Being self-employed in any profession can be tough if you allow it to be. But if you have fun along the way, achieve your milestones and set new ones and be fulfilled enough to keep going. And if you get an Oscar along the way, all the better for you notice that I say along the way not in the end yes so my question to you becomes this we have this perception of success and I don't know why sometimes at actors I sometimes do as well I'm trying to get out of the rabbit hole of that through some of the exercises that I'm going to go through the book which of this end vision of this ultimate goal why do you think we have that and th- that puts an imme- immense pressure on us. And what is your relationship with success now versus okay. then?
0: Okay, so the, the, the thing about having something, you know, the Oscar in your hand is something tangible that everyone recognizes that's, you know, a mark of success. And I think you should look smaller. And the way I see it is it's like mountain climbing. You want to climb to the top of Mount Everest. You know, if you look at the top, you either think I'm, I'm never going to be able to get to the top so you don't start or you're sort of going up and you're so determined to get to the top and you're looking at it that you don't see the beauty of the journey on the way up as opposed to taking it step by step you have to go and buy some boots you have to go and get a map you have to go and employ a Sherpa who's like a coach mm-hmm. um, you have to do these things you could first of all you go to the base camp then you go to the first uh, camp uh, first, what, then second then third. you have to do all those things and if at the end of the first day or the end of the fifth day you look back and And it's beautiful. You're so pleased with yourself. What a great day you've had! Well, the next day you've got you can only go. You know, there's a ravine, so you've got to go all the way along and then all the way back, and you've only gone five meters. But it's been an amazing day, and the scenery is beautiful, and it's the sense of achievement. You know, you're still going to the top. You're still Mm -hmm. on your way, and you're not going to go any faster if you're doing it any other way. You but you're really enjoying it, and then you get to the top. And it's brilliant. You say, now what's next? I'm going to go and do that one. As opposed to, I've got to the top. What, uh-huh. do, what do I do now? And um, I've got this, this the, my latest, well, it's not latest, a couple of years now, phrase that I use, you know, about the journey and the destination. Mm-hmm. It is the journey. But if the journey is through the Tuscan countryside, Whoa. rather than a wet Wednesday afternoon in Haringey, <laughs> it's very different. You know, the journey doesn't have to be gray and rainy. The journey can be beautiful and inspiring. And it's about getting, it's about putting in place, recognizing and celebrating the small things because you can't buy confidence off a shelf. I can't give you confidence. I can't say you're the best actor I've ever met in my entire life because you might feel great for a minute. But when I leave, you'll think, nah, he was just, he didn't mean it it's more important if you start to fill yourself up with with successes and proof of success. Mm -hmm. So success is an interesting word, you know, it's like most things in, in, in life, but also in acting, people say living in the moment, they say less is more, they say success, what does it mean? And it's very useful. what do you mean by success? What do you mean by, you know, these are the questions I ask my clients. And then what happens is you drill, 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 drill down, drill down until you find out, well, actually, I've got an image of me sitting on uh, sitting on a on a deck chair with a script in my hand on, uh, on on the beach in LA with the sound of the kids in the back in the house while my husband or wife is making dinner for me. Mm-hmm. That's my idea of success. And then you can backtrack on that. Say, so, well, how did you get there? Well, I got there by being in this you know this TV series. Well, how did you get that? Well, it was a cock show. So how did you, you know, then I had to learn how to fire a gun. I had to learn how to drive a car fast. I had to learn. So then you start to get tools that, that, um, and things that, 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 that actually are going to get you the job rather than, you know, I'm an actor and there's so much to do out there. I don't know what the hell to, where the hell to start. Yeah. I had to learn a Scottish accent. So, you know, it becomes specific.
1: So how's your relationship with that word today?
0: With, with the word success. Yes. In my life. I am a success. Um, I have a very full life. I've got a, a lovely family, most of the time uh, I, I've got enough, of the time. <laughs> enough money to pay for the drains that, yes. uh, that I talk, explained before we came on air, which I'm going to save yep. your viewers the, uh, the, the, okay. uh, the imagery. Um, you know, I've got my little office, but I, I'd sort of seen this in a vision in a coaching course. You know, what, what do you want? You know, this is before I was a coach, really, a proper one. So like we were practising on each other and said, what's your, you know, what's your goal? And I, and I came to this thing with this double-fronted house and, you know, and described the house populated. Well, I said, it's got two little kids running around and I've got an office and I've got this and I've got that. Fast forward a few years and I, I was looking to move because, you know, because the kids and we drove up to... This stay with these stage agents, this house that was in my in my vision, in this coaching course. So I've got that. And, you know, success is for me is being able to. And this is, you know, I'm, things things are not easy at the moment in, in my life, particularly. But it's being able to traverse those things without sinking. Got it. Without, you know, it's being able to. It's not about saying everything is rosy when it's not. Mm hmm. You know, it's it's about saying things are tough, but tomorrow or next week, they might not be tough if I do one thing to make it less tough. Or I'm going to sit here and I'm going to wallow in it for a couple of days and then I'm going to snap out of it. If you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. You know, I didn't do that. Henry Ford said that. If you think you can do something you can do, apart from, you you know, grow an extra arm. If you think you can't do something, you're actually, oh, I can't do this. Then you're right. You can't do it. Yeah. If you think you know your lines, you know your lines. If you think you don't know your lines, you don't.
1: Quickly answer this in a minute. You have to, before we play some games, you also discuss in your book, being a business, being a product and the aspect of networking, which you also talk about how you hate it. you rather spend time with your kids. Um, I don't hate it.
0: I, I definitely don't hate it. I would rather spend, I'm at the stage where- Oh,
1: sorry. Yes, you'd rather spend, sorry. Yeah. Again quoting you wrong again Uh, (laughs) but my question is this which you talk about the saboteur and as soon as you open the book I think it's one of the first chapters if I'm correct yeah yeah first something uh
0: third chapter first one's called getting out of your own way that is it yes
1: so my question to you is this when you talk about the business of the the let's just call it the industry right the product of it how do you separate that from the emotional side which has the saboteur thoughts in it and how do you deal to align those two
0: okay so if you know you've got a saboteur. And you give it a name and give it a sound and all the rest of it and give it some way of dealing with it, then you don't have to deal with the saboteur. The saboteur gets in the space where inactivity happens or limiting beliefs or imposter syndrome or all of these things that can weigh you down. Oh, I'm not big enough. I'm, too, I'm not good looking enough. I'm too fat. and I'm, I'm too old. All of these things. I'm never going to make it. Um, and these voices have been given to us for a long period of time. The industry's really hard. But it doesn't have to be. So um, what was the question again?
1: Which is basically you, the, the business side of it, where you have yes, to so, so, and sell yourself. How do you align those two? When so you
0: see yourself as a product, right? Yep. And, and yet that sounds cold and dry, but, you know. I it, think it's the good, truth. We are. It's a good product. And if you market yourself, you know, every product needs marketing. So you do yes. your headshots, you do your show reels, you do all these things and you make sure that the people who need to buy these things know about it. Because they're not going to just guess that it says you've got to get it out there. You've got to make your product as improved, new and improved as possible. You know, if you're selling a product if you're selling the first Apple computer and there's the latest Apple computer out there, nobody's going to buy the first Apple computer because it doesn't do anything. You can't even link it up with anything. So you need to keep on top of stuff and you need to keep on enjoying it. You've got to have after sales service, which is, you know, keeping in touch with people and following up on stuff. Um, you need to, to 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 work well with your uh, customers, who are you know your agent, I guess, the producers, the casting directors, you know, don't do things to them that you wouldn't want done to you. You know, we don't like people stalking us unless you're a bit weird. So I, don't stalk. What
1: them. I thought that's you know, how we
0: were. We respect. I, you know, I've made so many mistakes because I'm kind of on the front because I used to be in sales, so I'm you know I still think of it as sales, but it, you know, it is a subtle type of sales. It's and the, the main thing for me, right, is it's called show business. And I learned this a long time ago. And you've got to have the equal measure: the show, doing your craft, making sure you're as good as you know, good as it can be. But the business side is important. And if you're no good at business, you have to learn how to become good at business, or give go into partnership with somebody on your level who is good at business. And that's where your agent, your manager, comes in and the most important thing is the link between show and business the bridge between and if that bridge is blocked then there's no then you're just good at something you're the best actor in your own bedroom mm-hmm. or you're really good at business and the product isn't the product sucks so you'll you'll work a few times then you'll never work again
1: all right it's time to play games and the games are going to be quick 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 okay so this the game section is called child play with rye and there's a couple of sections in it the first section is if i was so if you were a color what you would be and you would say x y and z so if you were a film what would the title of your film be first thing that comes into your head
0: i was going to say much should do about nothing again but that's my
1: it's got to, be to be original
0: it's got to be original uh he came he saw he conquered And what would the description be
1: on IMDb?
0: Um, Story of a man who had a good time getting where he got. And who
1: would star in it? Name two actors
0: Richard Gere, because of my hair. And uh, and one of my clients, whoever is the latest one I'm working with.
1: (laughs) Whoever is the new ingenue. Um, These days, they also have soundtracks and title songs. Um, What would the title song be? 4321, the first thing that comes into your head. Oh, uh, okay. Got it. If you yeah, were,
0: yeah, I think.
1: if if you were a color, what would you be?
0: I'd be red because I'm Liverpool fan.
1: Ah, uh, if you were a food, what would you be? A
0: food? Yeah. I would be. Uh, I would be a a never ending uh, Japanese meal.
1: Okay, if you were a drink, what would you be?
0: I'd be uh, a a fizzy lemonade with you... uh, with lemon uh, with uh, uh lime and uh, ice.
1: Okay, if you were a plant or a flower, choose either one. Which one would you be? And what would it be?
0: An aspidistra because I like the name.
1: Okay, that is, I don't know that plant. I'm going to look at that now. If you were a dessert, what would you be? Headless. If you were, if you had a tagline that was like right next to your name in the thesaurus or the dictionary, what would it be? It would be like Daniel. Fun boy. No, that's <laughs> terrible. It sounds like I work in a bar in Bangkok. It sounds like a sex. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does. <laughs> Well, that's the first thing that came to your head. Huh? If, you, if you were a clothing item, what would you be? <laughs> I can't say a thong
0: now, can I? After well, you can last now. Last? No, I would be. I would be a a cape.
1: I think a thong and Magic Mike no. should look at new demographic. And there we go. Daniel coming to Magic Mike near you. <laughs> this section is called most overrated and underrated. First thing that comes into your head: most overrated and underrated theater show out there.
0: That was something I saw, I can't remember. I can't remember, it was so overrated, I can't remember it. Okay, underrated? Underrated, it it was the most best play I've ever seen, and it was very rated, but it was Jerusalem, and I still think it could even be even more sung to the hills.
1: Uh, Okay, most overrated and underrated film?
0: Mother, was it? horrible, it left me feeling really uncomfortable. Um, Okay. uh, The most underrated film? Don't know
1: don't know. I don't know that too.
0: TV or series? There's lots of me stuff. Again, I forget about them. Underrated? I, don't know. I think BBC does some really good stuff. And I think you know. that it doesn't get enough of the view in a way because of people pay for streaming. So they think they it's better.
1: I agree. What is the one that, uh, oh my God, it's about Conservative leader who was gay.
0: Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, but he wasn't conservative. The liberal, Jeremy Thorpe. Yeah,
1: sorry, that's it. Sorry. Yeah. And there's a three-parted series on him, which I yes. think is really good and people should watch. Yes. Uh, most overrated and underrated director?
0: I can't answer that either. Is it because you don't want to? or is it because No. I, it's just not something I think about.
1: Well, I'm asking you to think about it.
0: Yeah, but you'd ask me to do it really quickly if it was... Yes, because you've got time. I've got like 50 minutes. Underrated or overrated director? I don't know.
1: Okay, we move on to the next one. Most overrated and underrated. Do I lose
0: points? Do I do I lose my feet? Oh, I'm not getting paid. Like, yeah, you're said, just
1: you're not getting the 10 pound Nando's card that's coming your way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't mind. Most, like. most overrated and underrated. Let's do actor. The most underrated actor. You know, I'm going to be controversial here and say Tom Cruise
1: underrated really
0: yeah I think that people think of people you know he's obviously bums on seats and all the rest of it but I think as a person he's extremely admirable he's a, he's an immense force of nature
1: he's, I'm questioning if you know the meaning of underrated
0: yeah yeah I do I think that that he's by professionals in the industry I think they think he's just you know he's just fluff or whatever Got it. I think I think he's actually really, really smart. He's not the best actor in the world, but he knows he knows what it, what, what works for him, and he does that. And if and he doesn't take any, doesn't take any. I can't swear and probably he doesn't take no, he any. It doesn't take any shit from people, you know. Agreed.
1: All right, overrated. Do you want to say or not really? Most we move
0: overrated on? actor. We I, move know, on? I, was, I was looking in my head. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know.
1: Okay, let's move on. This is uh, best and worst. I'm going to ask you three things. Best and worst advice that you have given to somebody.
0: The best advice is that I've given to somebody because it's Oscar Wilde said it, which is be yourself because everyone else is taken. Worst. The worst advice I've ever given to somebody is, (laughs) oops, uh, I don't know.
1: Wow. Wow. Okay. Best and worst project you have ever
0: been in. The best project I think has to be doing Shakespeare in Washington Square Park in New York to 600 plus people a night every night for three months, where I played Puck in Midsummer and I played Feste the Jester in Twelfth Night in rep, and it was magnificent.
1: Is this Shakespeare in the Park in that happens in New York as
0: well? Not Central Park, but in Washington Square Park, which is um, the downtown version, which is free it. to get in, but they everyone throws money in the big bucket at the end. Got it. Got it. And worst. The worst production i've ever been in mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm not going to name it but there was a production in i did in hamlet of bank theater in new york where the guy wrote it directed it produced it did the box office ended up doing the choreography and the stage management and he said come on i want you to take a handkerchief out like this i wanted to hold it like this for three seconds then i wanted it. it was like well, and he would have done everything if he could have.
1: Bloody hell. All right, I have to move on because of time. We're going to go on yes. to the next. Next section is called soundbites. I need your quick responses, okay? How can one navigate through the industry by being typecasted?
0: Uh, you've got to know who you are so that other people can know who you are so they can cast you.
1: But how do you fight that if you're typecast? You
0: don't want to fight. Why do you want to fight it? The ah. whole operative part of that is cast, isn't it?
1: Okay. No, I mean, like- well, I you're can. not. If
0: you're always going to play an Indian taxi driver, yeah, that's that's typecast, but but you don't, you know, you you're ne- that's not typecasting. If you're only gonna play intelligent people or nasty people or happy it. people, there's a whole massive range of nasty, happy, but whatever people. Typecasting is, is you need to break down into what that actually means.
1: Got it. What separates good quality of work and just great specificity, great and trust. Three lessons of joy and hardship the industry has taught you.
0: Uh, Meeting people joy, um, creative achievement and um, the the, the ability to show my work to my kids 20 years later.
1: Ah, Hardship.
0: Hardship is the the stage where you're learning and you don't understand that it's all part of the process that you keep making mistakes. Um, Hardship is uh, other people's whinging and whining about loads of stuff and uh, other people's overcompensating for their own uh, insecurities by putting other people down.
1: Favorite part of the job? Uh, Other people's success.
0: How do you think film and theater? And I mean by that, by watching people on TV and going, excellent. Or getting the first phone call from a client who calls me before they even call their mum that they booked the job.
1: Oh, that's nice. Uh, How is film and theatre and TV or streaming is changing? And where do you see it going in the next, let's say, 10 years? Acting, audience, any aspect of the industry?
0: Well, there's loads more of it because of streaming. There's loads more. But, you know, by, by the nature of that, it might be a lower quality. It might be. But it's going to give people, a lot more people, the opportunity to become better quality.
1: Got it. In one word, thoughts on the digital space and its impact on the industry? The present Three things about the uh, one thing about the industry that could do with doing and without.
0: What's his name? Uh, I'm going to put it as posh people. But I mean, you know, the the ability for for if you got if you come from the right school and have lots of money, it's much easier than if you don't.
1: Got it. Because
0: cool. the story is for people who don't. For me, it's way more interesting to watch an estate thing than it is for me to watch. Whether somebody in Downton Abbey's, you know, is is, is isn't it awful that something's you know I, you know isn't it terrible that the, the servants of a much rather watch real life that most people go through
1: got it and last question before we do an improv game um let's do a personal one how do you balance a career in the arts with so many businesses whilst having family friends and just uh, sanity structure structure fab all right you have uh, an option here either for improv You, I've looked through your spotlight. You've got some beautiful accents and dialects there. Either I can give you quickly something of a lyric and you can do that in different accents or I give you scenarios and you quickly act them out.
0: Uh, The scenarios
1: are hilarious. I'll
0: do do both at the same time. I'll do one with an accent, uh, a scenario with an accent.
1: Okay, so this is a beautiful song by a beautiful poet that we both know. And if you don't, you should know. It's um, the poet name is Britney Spears, and the song is called Work Bitch. And you're going to do it in different accents. So your first accent is Italian.
0: You wanna, you wanna, you wanna hot body, you wanna Bugatti, you wanna Maserati. Or, you a South know, African accent switch too. You you want a name bikini. Sip martinis, the the a lukoti in a bikini. Glasgow
1: work, accent. Which
0: one? Glasgow. You yeah, want well, to live fancy. I want to put You answer party in France. You better work much. No like. You better work much. You better work much. Australian. And get to work, bitch. Now get to work, bitch. Uh, bring it on. Bring the alarm. And All lastly, right. Irish Southern. Oh, don't stop now. Just be the champion. Work it hard like it's your profession. Watch out now. No, that
1: was that's That's Norton. Well uh, well done. All right, quickly, I'm going to throw you three scenarios. Okay, you're auditioning for a commercial. Okay, you're a New Yorker who's a yoga teacher. You're advertising the new Fairy Liquid. Your scenario is you're in the yoga studio, and your line is, they really do the job, don't they?
0: Yo, they like, uh, they really do the
1: job, don't they? Beautiful. Your next one is you're a social influencer and you're a blogger. Your accent is Californian. You're making a TikTok video about your new biodegradable hair oil line called Pooche. And you're telling us the benefits of it and how Kim Kardashian has stolen your idea and is competing.
0: Oh, Poo every day. Yeah, we follow me what you say. That Kim Kardashian? Oh, uh, no way.
1: Good. All right. You also said that in one of your interviews, you uh, would love to be an, a detective, if I'm correct in saying that, or cop, something. No, like- you're
0: saying if I wasn't, uh, if I wasn't uh, what i do, what job
1: would I want to do? That's it. Cool. So your third one is you're in a TV series. You play an Irish detective. You're solving a, uh, a death, a series of death that's connected by a criminal who always leaves on the deathbed, a Dyson vacuum with each victim and a bottle of, uh, what is it, mayo, okay? You have figured out how the killer does it and now you're explaining it to your colleagues. Ready? Go.
0: Okay, there. when I think the way it goes is that when I, when I take the lid off this Dyson here, it's gonna suck whatever is around straight into it. Are you ready? don't think i can do it hold on hold on yeah hold on if i don't if i don't survive this (laughs) tell my mother i loved her (laughs) the great daniel dresser
1: people the great the great so we've come to the end of the show and it is the last four questions to ask what words of wisdom would you give to your mirror self today if you looked in the mirror what would you say to yourself
0: well if it's today I would just say keep going
1: the plumbing will solve itself out don't worry
0: <laughs> God, it won't you need to, uh, two blokes and uh, I said to them yesterday please I really like you but please go, go. <laughs> I don't want you here anymore
1: Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Peaks and valleys is a question I ask everybody. Peak is a high point of your personal professional life. A valley is a low point of your personal professional life. If you don't want to go into the detail of it, you can just roughly talk around it. But you basically say what it was and what lesson you learned from it.
0: Well, I played James Bond in Atlantic City in front of 800 high rollers for New New Year's Eve once. It was a massive big thing and that was pretty good. Saving the world clock midnight you know getting the girl that was fun
1: and what lesson did you learn from that
0: I I learned actually I learned a good lesson from it which was to throw myself into it more I hid a bit and I think I didn't enjoy it as much as I could have if I'd have been a bit braver actually got it and don't drink so much the night before it was free free booze we were staying in the Tropicana hotel and it was free booze and you know (laughs) that and yeah. a valley and the valley was <laughs> the sa-
1: the
0: sa- <laughs> it was the same gig Oh, and, um, yeah now I'll tell you that one off camera
1: it's okay you can tell a lesson maybe that you learned from it
0: a lesson just, just go for it, just don't, go for think it. T- don't think too hard
1: that is why you should do Magic Mike
0: is that right I don't know I, I know Magic Mike is the stripper
1: well, no, it's a, it's a here in the casino. They do a West End show about it. Oh,
0: yes, they do. Yes, I've
1: I've, I've Yes. Trust I, me. I mean, I would do that
0: if you would like an almost 60-year-old flabby, white, unhealthy bloke.
1: You're not flabby. You're not unhealthy. Stop it. You All seen right. you here no all right the next section is called bitch don't which is basically a 30 second rant you would like to rant about anything you would like to you have 30 seconds to do it but the consequence uh, the condition not the consequence is that you need to either start your rant with bitch don't or you need to end your section with bitch don't all right have you thought of something yeah it's easy all right in five
0: four three two go Bitch, don't patronize us. We might be living in the same country, and we might come from a place where different levels of people have different backgrounds, and they have different histories, and they have come from different families. But don't assume that people who didn't go to Eton and Harrow don't know anything, bitch. Don't assume that you know it all because you went. You have parents who sent you to a nice school, bitch. Uh (laughs) well done
1: well done well done and the last question it is what is your favorite memory with a cup of chai and what is your favorite chai
0: well i think for me the first time i had chai was an eye opener and i can't quite remember where it was i can't remember whether it was in new york or in tokyo but i had a proper chai not not one of the china tea bag that you get here it's yeah. not chai yeah. or, or an, um, you know, Cafe Nero or something. That's not chai either. You do but know chai really...
1: means tea, right?
0: Yeah. But, oh, yeah. But no, I'm talking about the, the, the chai as in, the ah, it was Malaysia.
1: Oh, got chai it. Chai in
0: Malaysia isn't just tea. It's no. cardamom and c- cinnamon and stuff. Got and it. Spiced tea.
1: Got it, got it. And that's your favorite chai to have.
0: That's that you know. I I you know my, my dad used to work for Cadbury's Typhoon, so we had a lot of tea in our house. Uh, well, didn't know, that's not the reason we had a lot of tea, TV, But he was a he was a stickler for making the proper cup of tea like that. Oh, nice! was yeah, a Scotsman, he'd say, "Oh, this is Will, Take it away. Get me another one."
1: Well, thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate this so 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 much. We finally got to do it after how long?
0: Yes. <laughs> Bloody hell! Yes, we went three lockdowns later. Well,
1: everyone, that brings us to an end, and I hope you enjoyed that. I want to say a massive thank you to the guest for their time. All of the information about the guest, myself, and the show will be listed in the bio. Make sure to follow, share, comment, and subscribe. Show us all some love, because isn't that what we want at the end of the day, some love? Your support really helps the show and the message of it grow, and the people that are on here. Thank you again, and as I always say, breathe in, breathe out. I must go, which means now I must go, I own that that is copyrighted and I will sue. Joking, <laughs> okay. have a great one and stay curious till next time.